Well, friends, good to pray with you this morning. This gospel story seems a bit ridiculous, right? I mean, how could this servant act the way he did? How could he react after what his master did for him? How could he extend the exact opposite movement to one of his own fellow servants? And yet, he is us because we do the same thing. And I know that might seem absurd, especially to our modern ears, but there's a key truth that's at play in this gospel that has a lot to say to each of us. And here it is. Somehow, some way, the servant forgot what had been done for him and he fixated on what had been done to him. Let me say that again. The servant forgot what had been done for him and he fixated on what had been done to him. And we do the same. Let's open that up a bit more. So first this. Every one of us here has been wronged in certain ways. Things have happened to us that are unjust, unfair. At home, in our families, extended families, among our friends, among our coworkers, at school, in the neighborhood, in the church. So every one of us has had certain things done that are wrong. And so we're all victims that way. But there's more. All of us, all of us, without exception, have also done certain wrongs to other people. At home, in our families, our extended families, among our friends, neighborhood, in the church, at work. So all of us are also victimizers. So we're victims and we're victimizers. All of us. That's why it's, it's really dangerous in this current culture to, to claim victim status and to wave that flag as the core of your identity because it's just not true. It's not, it, it's true, we're all victims, but we're also all victimizers. So we can't just have half of that. We have to have all of it. By the way, that's not to diminish or minimize the very real wrongs that have been done to people in the pews here. Right? We've all been hurt. It's just that we also can't forget that we've all hurt others. And the church is really real about that. That's why at the beginning of Mass, we start right away with the confidier. I confess, not we, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I, not we, I have sinned. Greatly in my thoughts, in my words, what I've done, what I've not done. That's good for us to remember. Because if we can acknowledge our sins, then it changes how we view what other people have done to us. It opens up a new perspective. What's even more important than opening up a new perspective is this to remember what God has done for us much more than we remember what has happened to us. Because, brothers and sisters, we're all sinners. 
and God loves us. And St. John Paul II said that in the midst of a sinful world, which we're all a part of, in the midst of a sinful world, God's love manifests itself precisely as mercy. So how does God show his love for us? He receives us as sinners. And he extends mercy to us. A mercy that goes far beyond even his justice. I remember one time at Carroll College, I was working in my office late and a student came by, a young man, knocked on the door, looked in and I I looked up from my work and without even saying anything else, he said, Father, do you think God's fair? And I had been busy, I was kind of focused on what I was doing and I just, I looked at him and I said, I sure hope not. Because if God's fair, then we get what we deserve. Does anyone here want from God what you deserve? We all bank on mercy, don't we? We all hope that the Lord is merciful. We count on it, in fact. And praise be God, he is. So St. Paul, he says in Romans 5, he says, God proves his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not after we had figured things out. Not after we've decided to clean up our lives and live more morally, do do better things for other people. No, while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Or we heard today, part of the great Psalm 103. I'd encourage everybody to get very familiar with Psalm 103. It's an absolute jewel in the treasury of the Psalms. Psalm 103 says, God does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Thank God. I mean, literally, thank God for that. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us, give us what we deserve. But the psalmist goes on, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And then one of my favorite lines in all the Psalms. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. Wouldn't it be great if every morning we woke up recalling the mercy of the Lord, remembering how good he has been to us, that he doesn't repay us according to our sins, He doesn't see us in terms of the mistakes we've made, but rather he extends each day and even each moment his merciful love to us. That's how he treats us. But friends, we forget. We forget. I read a scriptural commentator. He said that the evil one is constantly trying to make us spiritually amnesic. It's not a great phrase spiritually amnesic, to forget God and then to forget what God has done for us. And while he does that and we succumb, we forget. We forget God, we forget what he's done. Then at the same time he's laboring to make us forget, he's also laboring for us to remember, to remember every slight, every wrong in great detail 
to hang on to it. This person did this to me at this time in this way. And we hang on and we take it in. And friends, that breeds resentment and anger and wrath. And it's on full display in this culture that we live in. Turn on the cable news. Look at our politics. It's all there, right in front of us. And of course, it's not just out there. It's also in our families. It's in our neighborhoods. It's at our work. And it's in our hearts. The first reading today from Sirach has some strong words to say about that. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Strong words. You know, there's a, there's a mother in the front row. She's hugging her child tight. It's beautiful. It's really good. Flip that around, though. We all know people who are hugging tight wrath and anger, hurts from the past, resentments and bitterness, and nourishing them, causing them to grow and grow, and it robs people of their humanity. That's a danger for all of us. And the Lord offers another way to remember the good things he has done for us so that we see rightly the things that have happened to us. It's all about where we direct our attention. Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, she has a great line. She said, when you look at the crucifix, you see how much Jesus loved you then. When you look at the sacred host, you see how much Jesus loves you now. Look and see that Jesus from the cross has loved me. To look and see that Jesus, who gives himself fully and freely in the sacred host, loves me, is loving me right now, to remember what he has done, what he is doing, and to let that be the lens through which we look at all the other things in our life. Because, friends, I promise you, whatever has happened in your life, and I know there's suffering, there's real pain in people's history. I know that. I'm not negating that. But I promise you this, that what God has done and is doing for you is much greater and more powerful than anything anyone else has ever done to you. Please hear that. What God has done and is doing for you is much greater than anything that anyone else has ever done to you. And when we're able to remember that, when we take that into our hearts, everything changes about how we live our lives. We remember the good things that God has done. And it helps us see rightly how we should respond when someone does something to us. Do you see then how forgiveness is really the only reasonable response? If we remember how much God has done for us, if we remember how he has saved us, 
Then seven times, as Peter says to Jesus, as many as seven times, no, Peter, 77 times, always forgive, always forgive, because you have been forgiven. That's a good challenge for you and for me today. May we direct our spiritual energy toward remembering what God has done and what he is doing. Then we'll see rightly how to respond when someone does something to us. Brothers and sisters, we have been loved with a great love that manifests itself as mercy. May we receive it today and then extend that very same love on to each other and to the people who hurt us. May we love as we've been loved with a merciful love that knows no limits.